I didn't know that I was going to do that, but here we go. <laughs> hey, goddess, you got your girl Aviola here in a particularly giddy mood this morning. And the reason is that this past weekend, in at the time of this recording, in support of the Women's March, I did a free giveaway for 48 hours of my award-winning sacred bombshell handbook of self-love and it really is true like when you are giving from your heart and your spirit like it's like nothing feels better and so I was just reading through emails of women who are you know not even like my typical tribe or demographic who somehow a friend forwarded it to a friend to a friend to a friend or someone on Facebook sent it to them or whatever and they found the book and they're reading the book and it's resonating with them and so that is just making me very very giddy and happy today hello gorgeous <laughs> all right so today we are talking about failure to launch what is failure to launch now have you ever seen the matthew mcconaughey movie where i forget who plays um who is the woman star of the movie it may be I don't remember who it is. I don't want to guess. But anyway, he, you know, he has failure to launch because he can't move away from his parents. He can't move out of his parents' house. And he's still attached at the umbilical cord. What we are talking about today is failure to launch in terms of your projects, your programs, and your magic. Now, if you want to work directly with me on your failure to launch issues... Head on over to ManifestYourMagic.com because I want to work with you directly in our Manifest Your Magic monthly moon circles about how to get past this barrier. But today I'm going to be sharing with you six things, six, that you can do if you have failure to launch. So here's the interesting thing. I pulled a card for us from my Manifest, my Manifesting card deck. Um, these are fertility goddesses that are really powerful when it comes to manifestation energy. And I pulled, of course, around the topic of failure to launch, the divine timing card. Of course I did, right? This is Akna, who is a Mayan goddess. Um, and the, the affirmation I have on this card is, I release all fears about time. I am in sync with the planetary cycles. So if you have this deck of cards, pull this card out, put it on your altar in your safe space or, you know, your sacred space or on your desk or whatever. If you don't have it, then just write it down. Here, I'm going to hold it up for you <laughs> so that you can just write it down. Akna, Divine Timing. It's from the Conception group in the cards. I release all fears about time. I am in sync with the planetary cycles. Now, a lot of us, any creative person that you meet has dealt with in some shape or form failure to launch. I've spoken about in other videos the failure to launch issues that I had when I was writing the Sacred Bombshell Handbook of Self-Love, but as someone who has been a writer my whole life, child, I have folders <laughs> and files and old school floppy disks, I'm sure, somewhere of books, plays, screenplays, movies, projects that you have never seen and may never see. Failure to launch, and, and some of them, let me just get this right, some of them you 
wouldn't want to see <laughs> and don't need to see. But some of them probably will be great. And at some point I will, you know, finish them and get them out into the world. So you're not alone if you're dealing with your failure to launch issues. However, we want to get past this because if there are dreams, desires, intentions, goals, objectives that are being put into your heart, it means that we need your magic. And so you're cheating us by not being, not having the courage really to put it out into the world. And I want you to be a fearless launcher, a fearless launcher of your vision. And so that's what this is about. It's not about shaming you around, you know, your fears. It's not about you, you know, the fact that you should be stronger and why can't you be stronger? We are all vulnerable human beings. And when we put something out into the world, it's scary because not everyone will like it and we will be rejected. And who's signing up for rejection? Crickets. No one's saying, me, me, reject me. However, if you want to be a leader, a guru, whether it is in your small circle, your church, your block, your family, whatever it is, then you have to risk rejection. You have to go into the fear. You have to step out of your comfort zone. And so, that is the only way to get through failure to launch. And so just know everyone has it. Even if, you know, they're able to get past it quicker. Even if Oprah, you know, before she launched her network was like, oh, I feel a little bit of, you know, twinge. I've been listening to this great podcast that you should actually listen to. It's called Making Oprah. And it's done by a public, local public television, public radio station. And Oprah says in it that when she got the call to go to Chicago, she had no fear because she knew that this was her calling, which is amazing. But I've also read Oprah say that when she launched her network and everyone was saying, this is gonna fail, this is horrible, that she did have a twinge of, ooh, did I do the right thing? Oh no, you know, did I make a mistake? Yeah, we're all human. So if you have a project or a desire, here are six things. <laughs> well, it's really seven because number one is come on over to manifestyourmagic.com and let me help you work through it with you. But here are seven things, six things <laughs> that you can do to get past your failure to launch. Yeah. All right. So number one, announce it. What are you going to do? Announce it. Put it out into the world. Tell people that it is coming. That's how, you know, big movie studios or McDonald's or whoever, whatever they launch, they do have a lead up. So you can use that lead up as, you know, a place to hold yourself accountable. If you announce right now that on, you know, July 4th weekend, you are launching, you know, your new course or your new book or whatever, then you're going to feel the need to step into it so that, you know, because now your audience, your Facebook um, supporters, your tw your Twitter peeps or whoever you have is going to be like, yay, I can't wait for July 4th. How's the July 4th project going? Oh my God, it's going to be so great. That is, you know, going to keep you accountable, keep you moving forward. You can even use that to then poll your audience. I've done this many, many times. My tribe, I love you and thank you so much for, you know, you telling me exactly what it is that you want. And so if you're creating something, 
for example, when I was writing the Sacred Bombshell Handbook of Self-Love, the first title that I had was something, womanly something, and I polled my tribe about, um, about what the title, you know, what they thought of a number of different titles, and they were like, no, that sucks, I don't like that. And so, you know, the people that you are in service to as a, as a, you know, a human being, as a businesswoman, as a leader, you need to be in direct conversation with them. So by telling them, hey, this is coming, and then asking them, hey, you know, what are your needs around this topic, this course, this book, this theme, this idea, it can help you to shape your journey moving forward. So announce it, that's number one. Number two, sometimes we announce and then life gets in the way. This has happened to me as well. And I have, you know, one of our sisters here in the tribe, she recently sent me an advice question and she was like, Abiola, I don't know what to do, what to tell my tribe because I announced that this course was coming and it still hasn't come. Well, you know what, that happens. That happens. Sometimes you need to retool something. I originally wanted to launch in January, the Spiritpreneur Warrior Business Sisterhood. But then when I started to go over the specific needs of us as a tribe, that there were other things that I wanted to do first. Like I wanted to first relaunch my Manifest Your Magic Digital Sister Circles, although, you know, there's a high sign-up rate. I wanted to offer more things. So now there's meditation that goes with it and, you know, other things that, you know, are part of it. And then that shifted the order. So that's okay. What you want to do is just be honest with them. Be honest with your, your peeps. If you announce July 4th, my new book is coming and July 4th is coming and the book hasn't happened yet, you know, then you can say, all right, well, you know, I've got to delay it, but you know, maybe you want to release a few pages. Here's, here's three chapters. Here's the first three chapters of my book. Give me your feedback on that. You know, let me know what you're thinking and I can't wait to share the rest. Or, you know, if you give me feedback on the book, you know, when the book does launch, I don't know, I'll mention your name in the credits or something, you know, so that you're keeping your audience engaged and you are keeping them and yourself honest. That's it. Just be honest. We're all human and we respect the journey. We know that things come up. Um, I have another client that had some deaths in her family and then she was very concerned that how is her tribe going to react to the fact that, you know, she had something that was supposed to come out and really? We're human. And if people are going to not be supportive of you because you've experienced tragedy and grief, then they're not your people. They're just not, not in IRL, not in real life, or not digitally, or not nowhere. <laughs> All right, so number three, oh, wait, number one, announce it. Number two, be honest. Number three, tie your launch into the editorial calendar. That means tie your launch into whatever else is happening in the world, and for example, going back to our July 4th idea, if your book is about women's independence and how to step out on your own, now you really want to make that July 4th deadline because when everyone else is talking in the country about independence and you can be a part of that conversation and maybe get some guest blogs and some podcasts around it, how your personal independence can relate to, you know, independence as a, a country or a nation or whatever it is, 
that's going to be some extra fire under your booty to keep you moving forward. And so again, you know, if you tie something editorially in with the calendar, um, another example is September is back to school. If you're writing a parenting book and you tie it into back to school, or if you want to have a book, if you say, this is the perfect book for you to be able to take to the beach, then you know you need to be having it launching in May so that you can start publicizing it so that by June, July, when people are headed to the beach, they have your book, right? So tying it in, you know, is really important. For example, I have a big sale that I've been wanting to do and I'm like, okay, hmm, what can I tie it into? February is very important in terms of, you know, February has several milestones. It has African American History Month. It also has Valentine's Day. And then wrapped around Valentine's Day is self-love. People people talk a lot about love and they talk a lot about self-love. So I probably am just deciding this as I'm talking to you here. We'll call it a sacred bombshell self-love sale or something like that, you know? And so being able to tie into the conversation that is already happening can help you, you know, to be able to launch because it won't, you won't feel like you're launching, you know, just by yourself or whatever it is your challenge is that you're having around launching. And again, it can set that fire under the booty to keep it moving. Right? Right. Okay. Number four, speed. The universe loves speed. The universe responds to speed. And so if you are having an idea you know, and you know who I'm talking to if I'm talking to you. And you're the kind of person that's going to sit around with notebooks and books and plans for the next six years before your website comes out. <laughs> that's not speed. All right. I want you to be able to move and fly into action and have an idea and lessen the time between idea and announce and action and moving forward. Because... The time that you're sitting around mulling over your idea, and I know I've done it, with notebooks and charts and graphs and papers, please, I can show you charts and graphs and I, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight notebooks around me. And if you don't believe me, I will show you various notebooks. I got notepads. I have pretty notebooks like this. <laughs> I have <laughs> expensive notebooks like my follow facts. I have, you know, note cards. I love planning. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. However, you have to be able to have the speed of moving from uh intention to uh action. If you feel like your ideas keep getting taken by other people, why does she have my idea? I wanted to do that first. It's because the universe is giving you the idea. You are sitting on it and the highest power in the universe is saying, we need that idea in the world. So if she's not going to move on it, she's going to move on it and it moves forward. And so the train is moving forward without you. I know that hits you because I just felt it ping back and forth. Okay. And that's why I'm telling you to go into action. The other thing is you don't know what is wrong with something. You don't know what you don't know. So you don't know what is wrong with something while it's in your notebook. You only know, I'll show you another notebook that I have here. <laughs> you only know when you move it from notebook into real life. If I sat around and I was still mulling on my sacred bombshell self-care kids that I've spoken about in other videos, why it ended up being the wrong uh, line of business for me at this time in the future. Yeah, I'll be able to have the infrastructure to do it. But if I sat around and it was still in my notebook a year later, 
I wouldn't move forward on certain things that I learned from interacting with my audience who, you know, as they were buying it, were saying, oh, I wish it had this, I wish it had that or whatever. I wouldn't know the lessons that I learned about the kinds of team members that I have. And so rather than thinking, oh, this is a great person, this is a good person or these are good people, you know, to partner with because I like them, you know, or they seem to have these services. I now know different questions to ask. And so there are things that you won't learn until you get into the arena and make it happen, okay? Yes. <laughs> and this is something big that we are, you know, going to be working on. <laughs> Very important. All right. Number five, partnerships. If you have a partnership it, it with the right person, it's wonderful because you can pick up where the other person is dragging, they can pick up where you are dragging, and you can move the ship forward. So you want to be very specific and very careful, as I was just talking about in the previous item, about the kinds of partnerships that you have. You want people who, liking someone is not enough to build a partnership. You want people who they bring something to the table and you bring complementary ideals to the table. Not ideas, but ideals. You want to bring, um, if you're the same person, the same kind of person, which usually happens a lot in friendships, you're both bringing the same thing to the table. And so if you're both going to sit around and now mull over it for the next six years, you're not going to get anywhere. You know, I have amazing, beautiful friends um, that I've created things with that you will never see the light of, the, of day. And the reason is that, you know, we that they necessarily aren't necessarily the kind of person that is going to move quickly into action and i am and so there was a disconnect where it's like oh let's mull over it for another few years and my brain doesn't work that way and so i had to be different about the ways that i was forming my partnerships and the ways that i was able to move forward so know whether the person you're partnering with are they a starter or finisher or both some people are great starters. They can start up with something and they're all good at the beginning and then they, uh, you know, peter out at the end. Some people are great finishers and they don't, don't have any momentum in the beginning. You need someone who can do both or someone whose style is complementary to yours. Are, is the partner a person who, you know, all of us are either encouraged to move forward by moving toward pleasure or moving away from pain? Are you a person who moves toward pleasure in your decision making or moves to avoid pain? And the same for your partner. You need to know these things. So this is all an important part of picking your partner. But the great thing is that if you and a partner are in simpatico, um, I don't know if that's the right expression there, but if you and the partner are in alignment, yes, with what it is that you're doing and you are, you know, maybe having some challenges or whatever, and they are a partner who is able to get in there and move forward and keep the train going when you are maybe lacking and vice versa. Now, this is an ideal partnership. This is an ideal partnership. Okay, so number six, have a mantra that moves you forward. Like, here are a couple that I've given to clients. I finish what I start. That is a good one. That very simple mantra, you know, is, and it's, and it's something I've used myself, you know, when you are feeling like, all right, I need to pack this in. I'm tired of this. I'm bored of this. I'm whatever. It's too hard. It's too, you know, whatever lies and stories you're telling to yourself. I finish what I start. Remind yourself who you are. I finish what I start. No, I do this. Another one. I got this. 
that I've recently given to one of my clients and she has been using it and she has her whole office chanting it. I got this. Remind yourself of who you be, who you really are. Not who, not the lies that we tell ourselves on a daily basis of, you know, who, who we, the stories that we put together about who we are, but who are you really? You are the daughter of something majestic, magical, and wonderful. And you got this. And you finish what you start. So head on over to manifestyourmagic.com. Register for my monthly moon circles and let us work on this together. All right, my love? Namaste.